A few weeks ago, um, Pastor Morella got me to just share what I was sensing in my spirit. And I shared about a word that God had spoken to me personally. And that was around the time when the bushfires were there, the floods were happening, news, just jaw-dropping news was happening in the media. It was reported in the media. And I found myself getting anxious. And I'm like, God, this is not normal. This is uncomfortable. What is happening? And God said to me that the devil is doing things on a grand scale so that he can spread fear in mass. And this is right at the start of the situation that we're in right now. And he said to me, I've got two instructions for you. Number one, do not partner with the fear. The fear is there. Fear will have an impact in your life and in my life when we partner with it. But if we do not partner with it, like fear is always there. It's there. If we ignore it, if we don't partner with it, it will be there. But if we choose to partner with it, if we choose to engage with it, we will feel its effects. And he gave me 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, which reads, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and self-discipline. So that was the first instruction he gave me. And as a part B of that instruction, he's like, I want you to repent for partnering with fear. The second thing he gave me, he said, get aggressive with your faith. Build your faith muscles. Be on the offensive rather than the defensive. And so the picture he gave me, he's like, whatever the stuff that was coming at me, he's like, there's two responses to it. One response from the Christian world is, fear, I rebuke you. Fear, I rebuke you. I rebuke you. I rebuke you. That's one response. That response is a defensive response. But he said, on the other side, if daily I stay in the word, I spend time in the communion, I focus on God, I focus on what he's saying to me, I focus on what the word says to me. So as long as fear comes, my faith muscles are built, all I have to do is just flick it and continue to go on with my life. And that is the strategy I really sense for us right now, that as Christians, the same tools that we have, we can actually be operating from a place of fear rather than a place of faith. The title of my message today is Faith Over Fear. Faith Over Fear. So the devil has a game plan. Luke 22, verse 31 to 32. This is when Jesus was talking to Peter just before Jesus went uh, to the cross of Calvary. And Jesus is saying to Peter, Peter, you're going to betray me. And so this is the conversation. And Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. Do you know what sifting is? It's like getting a massive um, sieve. So when they harvest wheat, I grew up on a farm, so I've got the privilege of knowing this. It, you, you get it, and it still has the husks, it still has the shells, it still has everything. But what you do so that the chaff will blow away, there's either you can you put them in this thing. In my language, we call it a rosero. I don't know what you call it in English. And what you do is you 
do this against the wind, and as the wind comes, it blows away the chaff, and whatever the grain is there is heavy, it stays in. Or you can get like a giant sieve, and you can shake some of the finer stuff to come through. And so this is what Jesus is saying. He's like, Simon, the devil has asked to sift you. Imagine you're that wheat being thrown. The wind is blowing, being shaken. You know, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> but I have pleaded in prayer for you. This is Jesus. So it's like, this is what the devil has asked to do. How many of us right now feel shaken? How many of us right now feel the winds of life are blowing up against us, just putting so much resistance? But Jesus said, I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me, strengthen your brothers. Sai, being a scholar of Pasamrela, I went to the Greek and to see what the word sift means. And in the Greek, sift means to separate. It means to break into pieces. It means to shake. It means to shatter and discourage. It is an inward agitation to try one's faith to the verge of overthrow. So this is the devil's game plan. He wants to sift you and I. He wants to separate the church of God right now. He wants to break us into pieces. But the word of God came to Simon. And he said, I have pleaded in prayer for you that your faith should not fail. This is the strategy for you and I this morning. That our faith should not fail. What we are seeing, what we are hearing, and the volume, it's everywhere. You can't avoid it. It's everywhere. But what you and I need to do is to make sure we stand. Above all else, we stand in faith. And you come together. When you're feeling weak, you reach out. You say, I'm feeling weak. Can you stand with me? Can you pray with me? And that is what the body of Christ is about. Even beyond what's happening right now, for some of us, we are worn down in our faith. There's things, we started 2020, the new year, new decade, and then you're looking at what's happened in your life the last couple of months, and you're like, God, there's nothing new about 2020. There's nothing new about this decade. If anything, my worst troubles of 2019, I would rather have them because they are nothing compared to what I am going through. The devil wants us to back down. He wants us to stop using our faith. And the thing with fear and faith are exactly the same. It's just one, if, if it's a scale of 0 to 100, fear is on the 0 scale and faith is on the 100 scale. They both work the same and the way they work is our words. So you could be saying, I am standing in faith. I... My God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. But then the next conversation I have is like, oh man, I've got no money. I've got nothing. I can't find anything in the shops. It doesn't matter that I've prayed and declared this word of God. If my conversational words are not matching that faith, I've just equipped fear to say, fear, 
Now you do what you need to do. And the devil wants us to live in a constant state of retreat. A constant state of retreat of, do I come out? Is it safe? You know what? As long as God is for you, it is safe. As long as God is for you and I, it is safe. And so the two strategies for us, so that we have faith over fear. Number one, do not partner with the fear. It could be your health. It could be your children. It could be your studies. It could be anything. As you're looking at that situation where you can say, you know what? There's no alignment in my life right now. Are you on the zero percent and you're partnering with fear? Or you're on the faith, the hundred percent, and you're saying, I'm partnering with faith. It does not have to, how it looks in the natural does not have to match the faith that you're having. It does not have to match because with time, those things will align. So God wants us to get aggressive about our faith. And I've got a few steps on how we get aggressive with our faith. And as I was preparing this message, I just sensed God say, be still to me as I prepare this message. So I invite you right now to get your pen, paper, phone, if you don't. Just be writing. So for the next couple of minutes, you and I are going to be having a conversation with the Holy Spirit. We're going to be having a conversation with the Holy Spirit. And all of us hear from God. He says in the word that my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. And you are his sheep as long as you've called. You have Jesus in your heart. You've accepted Jesus in your heart. You are his sheep. So in the next couple of minutes, just pay attention to, to your feelings. The same way we have natural feelings, we have spiritual feelings. And God uses our natural feelings to communicate. So pay attention to the thoughts that are going to come to your mind. Pay attention to things that you're actually just going to see. Or even a word I'll say will capture you. Catch that word. And just go deeper with God. You know, God has created us as supernatural beings. As, as I'm speaking, he'll be speaking with you at like a million times the speed that I'm speaking at, speaking right now. So the first step in having faith over fear is to assess where you are in your life right now. Is to assess where you are in that situation that you're facing and to ask yourself, am I being faith-driven or am I being fear-driven? So some questions that can help you are, am I choosing to maintain? Am I choosing to pursue? So maintaining is comfortable. Pursuing is unfamiliar. It's a bit hard. It's a bit daunting. It's the fear of the unknown. So sometimes we want to settle. Like I said, the Israelites... They were okay in Egypt. They just wanted their lives a bit better. They were not prepared for the plan that God had for them to leave Egypt. Are you letting the news determine your truth? Or are you letting the word of God be the final authority? And that news could be a report from the doctor. Could be a report from your lecturers. Could be a report from the news, 
could be a report from your school, could be a report from anyone. It could even be a report from someone you absolutely love dealing. Are you making those words have more weight than the word of God? Are you being reactive rather than proactive? Are you waiting for things to happen to you? Or you're being proactive and having a conversation with God, having a conversation with the Holy Spirit, saying, Holy Spirit, this is the situation before me. What should I do with it? Are you protecting what little you have? Or you're aggressively possessing all that is rightfully yours according to the word of God? So continue to have that conversations. As pictures come, write them down. As scenarios come, write them down. And in this, God wants us to get more aggressive by taking what is rightfully ours. What is rightfully ours. He wants us to get aggressive about exercising our faith to lay hold of his promises and to possess the new territory. You and I are marked for new territory. But you and I need to find out what that new territory is for each of us. So the first step is, where are you right now? Are you being influenced or driven by faith? Or you're being driven by fear? It's okay. Even if God is showing you right now that it is fear, we're going to deal with it, okay? We're going to deal with it. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6 and 8, it reads, I've got a different version. I'll read that version. (laughs) Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people were grieved, and every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Amen. That is what you and I need to do today. We need to strengthen ourselves in God. So as God has shown you that picture, we're going to go into the second step. The second step is to now say, God, this is the picture that you've shown me. Now ask him what lies from the enemy you have believed or what open door there is to let that fear enter. I'll give you an example. The devil only comes, it says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. And his job is he just walks around. If he sees a little crack, he will push himself there. But those little cracks happen when you and I do something it could be and it it doesn't even have to be consciously sometimes it's subconsciously so my example this week just listening to the news more than I need to be that's what I've been doing this week and so again I started to just get agitated in my spirit I'm like then I took time I was like God let's deal with it so these steps this is what I went through this week so he's like it's great that you're having faith for no sickness to come into your body. He's like, you're standing strong in that front. You're standing strong. You're doing everything I've asked you to do. 
And then he said to me, but you have allowed the enemy to come into you when it comes to your provision. I'm like, my provision? And I actually started to think, for three days, I went to Coles, I went to Aldi, I went to Woolworths, searching for dishwashing liquid. Because I had little left in my house. To the point that during lunchtime at work, I would dash. After work, I would dash. And God said to me, you, the lie for me was, I did not believe that God was enough. I did not believe that God was my source. And I'm like, of course, God, I believe that. He's like, yeah, but you're my actions. So my words are saying, God, you're my source. But my actions were on the zero scale partnering with fear. And so I repented. I'm like, God, I am so sorry. I had not realized I had opened up that door of saying you're not enough. So in that situation that God has shown you, Ask him, what is the lie that has come in? What is the lie that has come in? What is fear causing you to do? It could be in your actions. It could be in your lack of actions as well. So the first step, assess where you're at. Are you being driven by faith or by fear? The second step, ask what lies from the devil that you've started to believe or what's the open door? And like, it can be very slight. Like I said, in my, I just thought I needed backup of dishwashing liquid, but my actions were not done in faith. The third step, Oh, actually, the second step, when he tells you, you repent. <laughs> like he told um, Peter, he said, so when you have repented and turned to me again. So right now, we're just going to have a moment of silence, just under your breath. Let's just ask for repentance. Father, thank you so much for what you're revealing to us this morning. And Lord, all of us, one way or the other, we have partnered with fear. We have begun to believe the lies in the media. We have begun to believe the report from the doctor or some other authority that it is the final authority. And Lord, right now as a church, we repent for that action that is driven by fear. We repent, oh Father God, for not seeing you as our source, for not believing that you're healing is enough for not believing that your word is the final authority, for not believing that you have the best for us. Lord, we repent of all those things right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, in the spirit, we close that door and we say it is shut in faith. It is shut with your power. It is shut in Jesus' name. And from this moment, Lord, we choose to hear your voice in Jesus' name. Amen. And then the third step is to find out what the Word of God says about your situation. So in my dishwashing liquid situation, I was like, okay, God, what is it that you what does your Word say? And he said to me, I am your source. No one else, nothing else, no Woolies, no Coles, not Aldi. He actually said that to me because <laughs> that's where my faith was. And he said... 
I'm like, okay, God, you are my source. So the thing when you have a conversation with God, you need to go to the next step. Because then I was like, but I still need dishwashing liquid. And he said, ask me where to get things and listen to me as I guide you. And so on Friday, I'm like, okay. It's like, God, I'm driving. Where should I go? I went to three places. I stocked up enough so that I'm not in fear of dishwashing liquid. <laughs> the first shop I went to, I found it. But it wasn't the brand that I wanted. I'm like, God, I don't want that brand. He's like, okay, let's go to the second shop. And I found it. And they had aisle, like stacks and stacks and stacks of this dishwashing liquid. Very simple example. But after I repented and I stopped striving, he said, listen to me, I'll guide you where to drive. And over the weekend, my family and I have found everything we've been low on or lacking in terms of our groceries because we were just going as he led us where to go. So Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 27. I'm going to read it all. It says, my child... Pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. So this is God talking. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else. This is a strategy for all of us with all the news coming at us from everywhere. We might not consciously see that we're taking it in, but the more you hear something, it takes hold, whether you're conscious of it or not. The thing that you listen to the most in a day, in a week, in a month, that becomes your reality. And that is how faith comes. And that is how fear comes. So in verse 23, it says, Guard your heart above all else. That is our instruction from God. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. How many of us are talking to strangers? Strangers will just come up to you and say, Oh man, this is the worst thing that's happening in the world today. Never met them before. They're looking at you. What's our response in that moment? What's our response in that moment? The Word of God in verse 25, it says, Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out straight, a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked, sidetracked and keep your feet from following evil. So the third step is to find out what the Word of God says about your situation. Just from this scripture, it says, keep the Word before your eyes. So if, it is, if fear is consuming you right now, just go and do a Google search, say, Bible, do not fear. And get all those scriptures and begin to say those scriptures every day. You know, when you go to the doctor, sometimes they'll give you a prescription and say, take this medicine three times a day. Take the faith prescription three times a day. Three times a day if that's what you need. Or every time that thought comes up, that's why I've got you guys writing. So right now, the strategies that God is giving you, write it. 
for me, mine was simple. God is my source. I'm like, of course. I say this verse all the time, that he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I say that at least once a week. But that is not where I was operating from. So let's keep this before our eyes. And the same verse will mean different things. As a church, we're, develop, we're declaring Psalm 91. That is something right now, as children of God, we should be speaking out that psalm at least once a day over yourself. And put your name in it. Put your name in it. I'll actually go there. Put your name in the scripture. Because it says the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It can separate the spirit and the soul. So what is our spirit? Our spirit is the God part of us. So all of us, we have a part of God in us. That's the spirit part. But so closely knitted to our spirit is our soul. That's where all our emotions are. That's where all our mind, all our will, everything that makes you you sits in that soul. That's where the uniqueness of who we are sits. And it says the word of God can separate that, can separate that soul part and that spirit part. And in that, that separation, for me anyway, it's any part of my soul that is not aligning with who God says I am, like that's my spirit part, he will just cut it. He will just cut that part off. So in Psalm 91, I just feel led to read it. I'll replace it with ICC for this morning. But when you get home, replace it with your name. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is ICC's refuge. He is ICC's place of safety. He is our God, and in him we trust. For God will rescue ICC from every trap and protect ICC from deadly disease. He will cover ICC with his feathers. He will shelter ICC with his wings. His faithful promises over ICC are our armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand may fall at your side, ICC, though ten thousands are dying around you, these evils will not touch you, ICC. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. For if you, ICC, make the Lord your refuge, if you, ICC, make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, ICC. No plague will come near your home, ICC. For he will order his angels to protect you, ICC, wherever you go. They will hold you up, ICC, with your hands. So you, ICC, won't even hurt your foot on a stone. ICC, you will trample upon lions and cobras. ICC, you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When ICC calls on me, 
I will answer. I will be with ICC in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward ICC with a long life and give them my salvation. Amen? That is how the word becomes life. So every day, you read that psalm. And if fear keeps coming up, do it two, three times. You know, now with uh, audio, I just usually just hit my Bible. I get some person with the most amazing accent to read it. <laughs> to me, in the morning, sometimes I'm doing dishes, sometimes I'm driving in the car. Let us keep the word before our eyes. So step one, assess where you're at. Are you being driven by faith or by fear? Step two, ask God what lies you have believed and what open door there is that the, for the enemy to enter. And when he shows you, repent. And this morning as a house, we repented. Step three, find out what the word of God says about your situation. So there's always something. There's always a scripture or a verse. And if, it, if you don't know, you can always ask Google or ask Pastor Tony. <laughs> They'll tell you. And then the fourth step is to continue to build your faith and stand. So in the natural, when you go, if you want to strengthen, actually, there's a time I went to see, this is after having Noah, when I went to see the physio, because I was having issues with my back. My back just wasn't as strong as it should be. And the physio is like, I can massage you, but what you need is to strengthen your back muscles. He gave me a program to go to the gym. I'm like, no, 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 just take the pain away. Just give me, I actually started, they have these giant heat packs that are as big as your back. I used to love that. So I would go to the physio for that. He's like, I can't keep giving you this because it's temporary relief. It'll only last for a couple hours. It might last a day or two, but you have to come here. He's like, for you to get rid of this pain that you're feeling, go to the gym and do the back muscles. And I started to do that. And I was sore. I was, it was painful. But today I sit here. I've got zero back pain. Why? Because I built my strength in the gym. I built my back muscles. And that is what you and I need to do. So God has shown us strategies. God has, God has given us words. But daily we need to build that faith muscle. How do we build that faith muscle? Daily communion with God, like physical fellowship with God. Say, God, what is your strategy for today? And he knows who you're going to meet. He knows what's going to come your way. And he will give you the right strategy. That strategy could be, I don't want you to speak when people attack you today. You're like, what? But sometimes he might say, if people come to you with a negative word, I want, this is how I want you to respond. And the thing with the Holy Spirit, he is so specific, in tune with your needs, in tune with my needs, that the thing that he gives you is the right strategy that you need for whatever that you're going to face that day. I'll read Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 12 again. It says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. This is where the building our faith comes in. 
if you and I are to stand strong, we need to be operating according to the kingdom principles. We need heaven backing us up. We need to understand our authority, that we are seated in heavenly places with Jesus, that our words have power, that our words create, that our actions, it says, faith without works is dead, that our actions are backing either fear or faith. We need to be able to stand firm against the strategies of God, strategies of the devil. (laughs) For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Fear is a spirit that we must fight using spiritual weapons. We must fight using spiritual weapons. I'll just get um, the musicians to come up, please. I'll just do another recap. Step one, assess where you're at. Are you being driven by faith or you're being driven by fear? Step two, ask God what lies you have believed or what open door there is for the enemy to enter. Step three, find out what the word of God says about your situation. You actually don't need to quote where it is in the Bible. The scripture references are for us, they're not for God. God knows his word. The version is for us, it's not for God. So, That's the beauty about staying in the Word is the Holy Spirit will search our spirits and the right Word will come up. And that's also praying in tongues. That's something we need to be doing. Because when we're praying in the Spirit, the Word of God says we're praying this perfect will of God. So that situation that you're facing, if you're saying, I don't know what God is saying, I don't know what doors are open, Just start praying in tongues and say, God, I am praying in tongues over this situation. And you know what? You're going to be praying the perfect prayer. And God will begin to speak to your spirit. You'll begin to catch the word. You'll begin to catch a song. Whatever it is that he needs to release to you, it will come to you. And step four is we need to continue to build our faith and to stand. Amen.